Fantasy Games Cast. My name is Jeffrey Morse. This is episode 120, aka our pre Smash Bros. hype episode. We will be talking all about uh, some of our favorite Smash Bros. memories, characters, stages. Um, we have some fun fan questions we've got from our Twitter and Discord as well. Um, to get all ready for Smash Bros., which launches in just two days from now. Two days. I'm so excited. Wow. I know. It's finally here. The Old Smith video game literally has Ultimate in the title. Uh, joining me here today is Rob Douglas. How's it going, Rob? Pretty good. It feels a little weird to not have Nathan say something ridiculous right before this. It does. It does. Uh, but I know he's somewhere right now freaking out about Smash Bros. coming out in two days. Uh, he's, I think, just as excited as I am. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Smash Bros. fan, as, uh, as you well know. So we'll, we'll have a fun segment for um, all the listeners today. But um, before we get into Smash Bros., um, we do want to... We have a lot of news to catch up on. Uh, last week, we didn't really do a full normal episode. Uh, we did a Mario Tennis Aces stream, which is over on our YouTube channel. Um, so you can go check that out if you uh, missed that and wanted uh, to see how we did. They had a new doubles mode update, which is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, as, as far as news goes, um, I did want to mention real quickly that Guacamelee 2 um, is hitting the Switch on December 10th. So uh, just a couple days after Smash Bros. Uh, timing's a little weird. I know they had a... Yeah, that, that would be a little unfortunate for their <laughs> yeah. sales, but... Um, well, they did have a exclusivity at launch with uh, PlayStation. Like, it launched back in August on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people, myself included, have been waiting for this game to hit the Switch. Um, I've beaten through Guacamelee uh, three times. One of them I did a hard mode run, and I just absolutely love that game. So really been waiting for the sequel. I'm excited to uh, pick that up and play that um whenever i stop playing smash bros so that's, that's the current <laughs> like that um, will ever happen yeah but if, if you're looking for a good game maybe smash isn't your jam or you're looking for a a good uh another good multiplayer like co-op game or uh, another awesome metroidvania uh put that one on your on your radar um so smash ultimate um has been in the news this last week or two uh because it has actually gotten leaked um and this is really sad to me uh because i mean obviously we know how much work and how much content goes into Smash Bros. Like, you know, over 900 music tracks and the story mode and everything. Um, I've been able to say pretty spoiler-free. I've been pretty lucky, but I know a lot of people have seen things accidentally online. Um, but essentially, uh, the full game was downloaded, um, supposedly kind of originating from an early copy that got out in the wild down in Mexico. And they uploaded the game's files to the internet, and hackers were able to completely download the entire game and start playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate a uh, full two weeks before the game came out. Um, wow. So this is, you know, that's a huge, huge problem for any, any uh, you know, game developer. And I, I just feel bad for Sakurai and the team who work so hard and have so many hidden things and, you know, the story mode we don't know too much about yet, the World of Light mode. Uh, um, and a lot of, a lot of that uh, stuff is out there if you go looking for it. So um, stay that's vigilant. That's so unfortunate. Yeah, stay vigilant, trying to look at any of that stuff. But, um, well, I mean, what do you think, Rob? Like, why do you think that there's people out there who would who would download this game, you know, illegally before it comes out? Because, you know, this people have reported their Switches are getting completely bricked because, you know, they've been seen playing this game when they're not supposed to. What, you know, why, I mean, people are people. Uh-huh. And, I mean, just based off of the fact that people pirate games all the time, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, the game comes out, you're highly anticipating it, 
you're like, oh, no one will catch me, not realizing that we live in a completely digital online world where <laughs> even though Nintendo can't figure out their online multiplayer, online anything, they're going to notice that your activity log says you've been playing Smash Ultimate a week yeah. and a half before it was supposed to come out. So, yeah, that as, as far behind uh, Nintendo is in their online connectivity with like playing online with friends on systems and like, communi- communicating, um, they're online they're ninjas. They're, they're, yeah. yeah, their moderators are in- extremely fast. I remember the Miiverse days, uh, how quickly they you know delete posts that weren't supposed to be on there and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just really unfortunate to, to hear about this. Um, I will say I, I couldn't resist. I did listen to a few uh, pieces of music that were uh, uploaded to YouTube. Um, that's one of my favorite things about Smash is listening to the new arrangements of music and um, I won't say anything, but I'll, I'll just say I'm, I'm very excited to listen to the entire soundtrack in full. But uh, there's been huge YouTube channels that have been uh, completely taken down because they've been uploading content from the game early without permission. So um, pretty crazy. Um, but, hey, we're only two days away. And, uh, you know, the wait, the wait is very short at this point. So I feel like that's a really good segment to Nintendo has been also a pretty big topic in the news lately with streamers yeah 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 so they've they've Um, uh they've changed their policy on uh basically content creators uploading things they've ended their partner program um mm -hmm. and basically what this was is a couple years ago in the wii u era when games like mario kart and smash 4 came out and you could upload those videos directly online they made this program where hey you know if you are uploading anything with a nintendo game in it like content that's that's uh, not yours. Um, you have to be a part of this program, otherwise we're gonna take down the video. And then part of the thing about being in the program was is Nintendo got um, most of the ad revenue for those videos um, that you put up there. So content creators for Nintendo games weren't really able to make a good revenue um, off of you know playing Nintendo games. And, you know, the idea was Nintendo just wanted an extra cut off those things saying, hey, that's our content. We should be getting paid for it, which, you know, I understand. Yeah. But at the same time, there's something to be said about, hey, if there's thousands of people streaming your game and uploading videos and different things um, and you're not taking those down, that's essentially free advertising for your game, right? So Yeah, um, I, I think Nintendo's kind of realized that now, and that's partially why they're going about this move of um, allowing yeah. more people to stream. But you got to recognize, like, yeah, you might get the ad revenue, but what you're doing is you're actually pushing these people away, and so you're going to lose more money versus 10,000 people sit down and watch this really popular streamer stream your game, and you go, oh, man, I really want to play this game now, Now I, but I don't have a Switch, and I don't have this game, so now I'm going to go out and buy a Switch and the game and give you... Mm-hmm. Nintendo tons more revenue than yeah. <laughs> any you're gonna make it, for ads. And the like, funny even thing if... is, they're they're ending this program um, the the day before Smash Bros comes out. So like it's not a coincidence. They know they're doing this because Smash is such a huge um, community and online presence. And they just said, yeah, you know what? Like go crazy. We want everyone to be yeah. talking, posting, and sharing clips of you know Smash Bros uh, Ultimate. And so um, I think it's just ultimately good on Nintendo to see this program go away. I, I know people have disliked it from the start, and I think uh, it's great that it has finally uh, come to an end. Um, yeah, I think it will be good for the industry. Yep. 
Um, so our next news story is a Fortnite update. Um, Fortnite announced uh, last month that they have hit over 200 million uh, registered players. So this is over 200 million players have registered and have uh, played Fortnite. Um, to give you an idea of uh, kind of context uh, for reference, um, six months ago um, in June, right before the Switch version uh, was released, uh, Fortnite was at 125 million registered players. So essentially that's 75 million players in the last six months or a, about a little over 10 million new players every single month that this game is out. Well, and that doesn't totally surprise me since they put it out on the Switch about that time. So, you know, statistics, you kind of have to weigh it with, you know, changes in the market and everything. So this statistic mm -hmm. is a little biased to the fact that, yes, they added the Switch version. So now all these people who have Switch, which we've talked to on the show in the past about how many people have Switches now, mm -hmm. that group of people now has access to this game. So... Yeah, and I do think most Switch owners probably have downloaded and uh, created a Fortnite account. Um, that being said, we know there's about, last sales report said there was about, I think, 21 million Switches in the world. Um, so let's say, you know, 75% of Switch owners got it. That's about 15 million off the top. Um, that's still, you know, a growth of 50 million in the last six months on other platforms yeah, as well. Yeah. So I, I, wonder I think if, um... the thing that stood out to me was just that, Fortnite is getting bigger still. Like it's, it hasn't peaked yet. Uh, I thought it would kind of peak this year, perhaps, um, and kind of you know the numbers might start kind of slowing down. But um, that's doesn't seem to be the case yet, and it has a lot of momentum. Uh, I know going into into uh, 2019. So um, let us know when... if, if your guys are state, if any of you listeners are still playing <laughs> Fortnite. But I know I've kind of fallen off unless I have a friend specifically, you know, invite me to play with them. So. I know the generation below us has been playing a lot of it. Yes. Like I was talking to a kid the other night, and he's saying like, "Oh yeah, I play it on my phone. It's more fun on my phone than on my PlayStation." <laughs> That's funny. I I I was talking to a kid uh, this week as well, and uh, he said he plays Fortnite on three different uh, systems. Like he plays on PC, Xbox, and uh, PlayStation. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, okay, wow. that's impressive." Um, so yeah, I, I think I think that's part of it too. There's a lot of kids and people out there who made i think maybe multiple accounts or you know when the switch version came out you couldn't play on your playstation one right so like i i have two accounts that i created to play it so um that is a part of it as well but yeah, anyways for, fortnite's not going anywhere shocking um <laughs> our, our next news story has to do with uh cliffy v uh, cliff Bazinski, um kind of founder of epic games and uh creator of the uh, Gear, gears of war series um, he's kind of officially quitting video games for good. It seems like he's kind of put out the statement and, um, Rob, what, what, what do you make of this? Do you think he's actually like quitting or think he's going to take a break and like be back in a couple of years with some new project? It's hard to say with Cliffy B. I mean, he, uh, after leaving the, the studio where they made Gears of War and coming, he made his own studio and he put out his own game. Um, mm -hmm. I forget what it was called, but it was garbage yeah essentially yeah. it was like and, a shooter like spinoff game yeah yeah and so it was really bad and marketing wise it basically collapsed he said that for the past i read the some of his interview and he said for the past three or four months he's been not taking a salary and paying his employee benefits yeah and retirement out of pocket yes no, yeah. So I think he's <laughs> burned, and I think he's done for probably at least 
yeah a good long time i i i saw that tweet too that was in reply to a fan who was uh upset at him uh because he had put a lot of hours into uh his kind of free-to-play game that he was working with at a studio and now the studio shut down they're like closing down the servers and uh his the, the player of his game was outraged and was demanding refunds for you know all the microtransactions he spent on since you know the game is closing down and stuff like that and you know i i put it in perspective where clip was like yeah you know this this is he said this is one of the reasons why i'm leaving the game industry is people like this who harass me for <laughs> decisions that are out of my control and yes i think it was more important to pay you know my dozens of employees health care for them and their families for six months after they were um, after the studio shut down and doing out of pocket i haven't taken my own salary i've been very unselfish and still i'm getting angry fans harass me asking for a refund so <laughs> um you know he, i think he's, so he's you, got got a lot of grief so. if you're one of those if you're one of those angry fans this is a public service announcement just stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean i i i have to say he's he's done for a, a long time i think it will be at least yeah. five to ten years before he ever considers coming back. Yeah, uh, I'll go short on that. I'll say maybe four to six years. I, th- I think he'll be back. Uh, you know, fair, next, fair. next console generation. You know, once he he's maybe tried some different stuff or he writes a book or something. I think I think the biggest way that Cliff will come back is if a bigger studio offers him a position to do something really creative, yeah. like take over um, or something. Yeah, yeah, kind of like That'd yeah, cool. like Naughty Dog bring in um, what's her face. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, I know what you mean. Amy, you know, and Amy Hattie, uh, if, yeah. you know, a big company like that can say, "Hey, Cliffy, we we want you to come in here and do this this game series. We really want you to craft it and do all the work and everything." I I think it would be tempting to him. Yeah, well, thankfully, um, Epic is doing very well uh, with Fortnite. <laughs> uh, Gears of War is still alive and well, and Epic is actually. Uh, also in the news this week because they're making their own online store uh, to kind of compete with Steam. Um, and so they're going to be launching, you know, all of their own Epic Games. You can buy through there. Um, and then pretty much anyone who uses the Epic Games platform, t- or excuse me, the Unreal Engine to develop games can, you know, publish on on there, um, which, you know, if you didn't know, Epic Games is the creator of the Unreal Engine, which so many video games um, use to to make it, it's a, basically a free program, and if you publish a game using it, I think they take a 10 or 15% revenue um, you know, yeah. uh, for which using it. Compared which compared to Steam is actually way better. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's significantly lower than Steam, which um, I think will be some good healthy competition for Steam. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've started to see, you know, uh, Blizzard with Battle.net, you know, starting to add some more games and not putting them on Steam. And Steam has even changed some of its own policies to, you know, cap out how much um, they can kind of take at that 30%, and they kind of lower the percent for the more copies that game sells. So, you know, yeah, they're kind of yeah. doing that so they don't lose those big, you know, AAA blockbuster games like Destiny 2 when it went to, you know, Battle.net and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think this is great. Good on Epic for doing a very, um, you know, developer friendly uh online store and you know i hope it's successful because you know the the more successful it is and the more competition there is between steam and epic i think the better that will be for consumers so 
I think, yeah, I agree. I think marketing-wise, having, you know, GOG and um, Steam and Battle.net and whatever Epic calls theirs, it just gives us so many different options, and it creates competitive prices. So, as mm. gamers, we win, yes. no matter what. <laughs> yep, sure. Um, so, um, I think that's pretty much all the news we wanted. Oh, wait, we had one more. Uh, Minecraft uh, Story Mode is now out on... Netflix. So this was the kind of last kind of Telltale project. Is that correct, Rob? Yeah, this is the one. Well, they were working on this one and kind of, I mean, they were kind of starting to dig into this one and, and work on this one as they were getting down to the end. This one, the final season mm-hmm. in The Walking Dead. And when they were basically shut down, uh, Netflix came out and said that, hey, Minecraft story mode is going to come to Netflix. And it's actually done. It's the the streaming type um, movie thing. It's not done in the same way that Telltale games are done. It's done okay. more like uh, uh, Puss in Boots on Netflix. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Mm-hmm. It's like an interactive story movie type thing where at different points in the story gotcha. you can change so you or select different what things path it is or help and you, you, you know, kind of watch stuff. what happens. Yeah, and there's puzzles to solve and that sort of thing. So Minecraft mm-hmm. is going the same way. And if you Google or if you go on Netflix and just look for Minecraft Story Mode, the first three episodes are already out. With the next two supposed to come out before the end of this month, I believe. Oh, cool. So yeah, no, all that, five I mean, episodes will be out. I haven't tried it, but um, it sounds like something that would be great, you know, to do with um, maybe your kids or if you know someone who's a big Minecraft fan. You know, it's probably a fun thing to do on Netflix where you're, you're kind of having a little control over a Minecraft basically um, story and, and show that you're watching. So I, th- yeah. I, think it, I think it's cool. That's coming out. Um, and that, that didn't get ultimately canceled. I knew they were planning and also doing, you know, I think a stranger things and something else with Netflix, which doesn't look like Netflix. we'll see those anymore, but uh, actually Netflix has said that they're going to do the stranger things one. They're working on different avenues to work on that, okay. but it just won't. It, I mean, it's, it, this is Netflix we're talking about. Yeah. They I mean, can afford to partner with someone else, I'm sure. They can afford to go, hey, you want to make our game? Yeah, but they can't afford to keep Daredevil going for a season four. What the heck, Netflix? I'm still mad I about actually, that. I actually believe that it has more to do with Disney than Netflix. Yes, you're probably right, but I need to be. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm still upset about that. So, anyways. You just want to be bitter about something. <laughs> exactly. Uh, moving on. But we're not about the podcast here. No, but we totally could be. Um, so let's jump straight into Smash Bros because it is coming out in two days. I am so excited. I cannot contain myself as we were kind of thinking about what to do for today's show. I'm like, all I can think about is Smash Bros. We need to just talk about Smash Bros. Obviously, next week we'll be talking more Smash with our impressions of uh of the game since you know it will be in our hands for that weekend. Um, but I thought we could kind of start things off here, um, kind of talking just real briefly about our Smash history. Um, myself. It's actually funny. I feel like you and me are kind of opposites, Rob, because yeah. the 64 version, I actually never owned myself. Like, so I was so young at the time that pretty much any game that I got was like a Christmas present or something like that and, or a birthday present. And I would borrow games from friends all the time. And like all my friends had Smash Bros. So whenever I wanted to play it, I would go to their house. And occasionally I would, I would borrow it from them as well. But I never actually really owned it for myself. But starting with Melee, like that was... The first game I got on GameCube um, after launch and played that 
insane amount of times. Um, Brawl, I was at the midnight launch for, for the Wii, and played that for hundreds and hundreds of hours all through college and stuff. We had lots of tournaments. So it was um, really fun. Really got into that. Uh, Smash 4, obviously, played a ton. Really enjoyed that. Got it on the 3DS and the Wii U. Um, and I'm just so excited for Ultimate. But um, yeah. What, what about you? What, what's kind of been the Smash game that you've played most? So, I mean, I played, I had a Nintendo 64 back in the day. And mm. I played Super Smash Bros. on the 64 a ton. Unlocked all the characters, re- deleted the game, or deleted my save, and went back and unlocked all the characters again. <laughs> yes. So I put a lot of <laughs> yes. time into the 64. And then I have not owned a Nintendo system since... 2002 when i had a 64 um so so you haven't really played as much of the other smash games even into yeah even into high school i still i only had the 64 so i have only played melee i've played melee probably more than any of the others because you know just about every other big gathering (laughs) at the time was like hey let's all play smash bros and melee yeah when i was in high school and junior high but um all the rest has just been here or there i've played a little bit um i've probably played the least of four um a little of brawl more so of melee and then a ton of 64 gotcha so 64 is definitely far and above the most that you've played of any smash game yeah pretty much (laughs) that's just so funny because that's the one i've played the least uh is 64 but we're definitely opposites on this side of the scale yes yes um (laughs) But anyway, Smash Bros. has always been one of my uh, one of my favorite just all-time video game franchises just because, you know, growing up a huge Nintendo fan, you know, seeing every single character in a game for the first time um, was just incredible. Um, I'll never forget, you know, looking up the pre-release screenshots of Super Smash Bros. Melee and watching that intro. It's still like one of my favorite intro uh, uh, cinematics of any video game of all time is the, the Melee intro. Um, and just like you, like I deleted my save file so many times in Melee just to <laughs> unlock all the characters over again because it was so much fun. Um, yeah. And actually, in Ultimate, you can actually you only start with the original eight characters, and you have to unlock everyone um, in in Ultimate again, which they had kind of gone away from. If you didn't know that, like in Smash Four, you had the majority of the roster unlocked already, and you had to unlock I think the last fifteen or twenty characters, something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're only starting with the eight in Ultimate, which I think is really cool. But do you think, think that's a good idea to do for Ultimate? I think so. I think if you're you're creating a game where you're basically doing a shout out to every single Smash Bros. game that's ever existed, mm-hmm. let's get OG up in here. <laughs> yes. Well, like even like the the box art, I'm pretty sure has pretty much just the eight OG characters on it um, on the standard yeah. edition and. Um, I, I saw the one of my friends bought the Smash Bros. Uh, Special Edition Switch where the dock um, has all eight original characters kind of like embossed on it, and it looks looks really cool too. So Oh, yeah. Um, Super cool. Yeah, lo- love the, the retro callback. But um, anyways, um, regardless of what Smash Bros. games we've spent the most time in, um, who is um, – uh, let's go and just talk about who are our favorite characters um, in Smash Bros. So in all the past Smash games, all the hours we've played – um, who's kind of your go-to main uh, character? I feel so, you know, be, I really do love the original eight, you know, because of the history of playing the 64 version. So often mm-hmm. I'll gravitate towards them, at least at first, in every other iteration of Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. But the one character that I feel like I gravitate towards the most has always been Link. 
Um, <laughs> yes. Because that sword. <laughs> that sword. And, I mean, some of the other games add other characters with swords, and you know they start to take away from the magic of just smacking someone in the face with a sword. Mm-hmm. But I just love that feeling. Well, the the sound effects that you get when you hit him with the sword is so great, and then Link has so many iconic moves like the up B yeah. where you do the spin attack, the pogo stick when you're in midair, um, you bombs, know, yeah, throwing bombs and different projectiles Later and edition, stuff with so much arrow. Fun. Yeah, he he had him and Samus uh, were the first, really the only two characters for a while to have a extendable grab. Right, you could grab people from further away with a yeah a hook shot. Um, so yeah, Link Link is such a cool character, and I'm. Uh, as much as I love Link in all the Smash Bros. games, I'm really excited to play as Breath of the Wild Link in uh, in Ultimate because it's kind of the first time Link's kind of gotten a shake a shake up as a as a core character. So they've switched around kind of some of his moves, and obviously his look is based on the Breath of the Wild look. And um, I'm really excited to to play as him uh, when Ultimate comes out. But that, that's a, that's a good pick. That's a good safe pick. And you know he's in every Smash Bros. game, so no matter what version you're playing, you can always uh, rock Link. Always find Link, yep. And if you're playing uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, you can play as one of three Links. Toon Link, Young Link, or uh, Link Link. (laughs) Um, So many Links. Yeah, as far as myself, I've always kind of considered myself um, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. I've always loved playing as lots of different characters. Um, I personally found it more satisfying to, you know, just learn every character in the game or most of the characters in the game rather than just sit there and just practice in training mode, doing combos with just yeah. one character. Um, I guess that's kind of the extent of how hardcore I am in smash. I love it. I, I love to be good and tr- try to win and be competitive and stuff. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not going to sit down for four hours and practice combos with my favorite character. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that being said, um, it kind of depends on the game. I'd say, Overall, my favorite main is probably Mewtwo. Um, I really liked him in Melee, even though he wasn't that good. And uh, I was so hyped when they announced they are bringing him back for Smash 4. And he was kind of my main in, in Smash 4. And he's looking like he's going to be really good in Ultimate as well. So he's probably my, my main character. But um, back in Melee, I, I won some like local tournaments with Marth. I, I, you know, Marth's a great sword fighting character. He's usually better than Link because he's just a little bit faster. Um, and you can do like, yeah. aerial combos better and stuff. Um, but uh, really enjoy Martha. Then uh, Lucas has also been one of my favorites, too. Uh, he was introduced in Brawl, and he was my main in, in Brawl. And I, I just would wreck people with <laughs> using the different projectiles, and his smash attacks are so powerful for how uh, you know small and light of a character he is. So, um, so yeah, um, those are kind of my, my main favorite characters. But... Um, Smash isn't just about the characters. It's also about the stages. There's uh, you know so many different stages throughout all the different games. And I'm always just starting 64. What's uh, in your opinion the the best stage in Smash 64? Um, you know a lot of the stages were so great that they've been brought back into almost every Smash Bros. game. Yeah, um, those stages are so iconic that everyone's played them and loves them. Yeah, and I, I really love how. Love- in Smash 4 and Ultimate, like they've kind of kept the aesthetic, you know, so they kind of look like the old 64 versions, yeah, which is which is really cool. But for me, it has to be Corneria. Uh, fighting on top of the Great Fox um, was so cool because Starbucks 64 is like, was my favorite game really at the time when Smash Bros. came out. It's still one of my favorite games ever. And so I mm-hmm. just love the setting, the Star Fox music, and the R Wings flying around. And then, you know, it's 
really the the longest flat level um, in a way in uh, in uh, Smash 64, and it's just been one of my and favorite nothing, levels ever. So I I love and that nothing level. like getting trapped on the back fin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, just bouncing people off like kind of the back wing, uh, back by the the jet booster or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the best things ever. Um, yeah. I gotta say, my favorite is uh, Hyrule Castle. Ooh, because, that's such a good one. I mean, it's just so iconic. It's a smaller, you know, it, it's a, it, it's not as big as like the Star Fox one, but it yeah. is. Well, I feel like still with, with that incredible. castle, it's it's not um, quite as long as Corneria. But as far as like the blast zone, like you could get like smacked with like a hundred damage and go flying and like still like survive if you could jump back to the oh, stage, yeah. <laughs> which was always kind of fun. Like you you think someone would be dead, you're like oh nope they're they're still alive coming back. Well, and the tornadoes just added this whole yes. element that just made it so much fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many times have you gotten like smacked by someone, and as you're flying off the like one direction, the tornado spawns underneath you and instantly KOs you, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> And, it happened yeah. more times than I'd care to admit. Yes. yes. And also, it, well, always always made for lots of laughter and uh, uh, making fun of whoever you know it happened to. And then tactic with uh, sixty on that level with sixty four was you get Donkey Kong, you just throw you just carry them and throw them yes. into the tornado <laughs> and then launch them off the stage. The best that level was probably for the cheapest thing you could ever do, but yes. it was awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I am happy to report that I think. Pretty much every level from the N64 version um, is coming back into Smash Bros. Ultimate, which um, is, yeah. is great news. Um, I think overall there's over 103 unique stages in Ultimate, um, which is insane to me. Um, but practically yeah. every level is coming back from every Smash Bros. game. Um, uh, I mentioned before on the show how impressed I am with the, the remasters of the Melee levels. Like they've mm-hmm. re- retextured and remade those levels to look beautiful. Um, and I. When I think of my all-time favorite levels, Corneria is obviously up there, but I have to also give a shout to um, F-Zero Mute City from uh, the Smash Bros. Melee. Do you remember this one? Um, you oh, kind of yeah. fight in the platform. I was just thinking about that one. And then it would land, one. and then it would go boop, 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 and then a bunch of the 30 racers would all zoom by and could, like, kill you if you had a – KL you if you had a bunch of damage. Um, yep. That That's one of my all-time favorites because, you know, obviously I'm a big F-Zero fan, so I loved, you know, the – the Mute City music, it's, you know, one of the most iconic, well, it is the most iconic F-Zero uh, soundtrack. And then just the chaos it adds to a battle where there's the calm when you're flat and then it lands and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and then I I don't even know how many hours, like, I, I couldn't tell you how many hours I, I spent uh, trying to KO all the, the, race, the racing ships as well. Because if you, yeah. like, time it just well, you can, like, falcon punch them as they, like, speed by or, like, throw a bomb or shoot like Samus's turret shot at it. And then it'll literally like do the same animation from F zero X where the ship will do a little explosion and then just sit there and be a smoldering pile of like burnt ship. (laughs) And as you're kind of playing the rest of the level, you'll just see it in the background for the rest of the time. And uh, there's times where I KO'd all 30 ships uh, just for fun. It took us like an hour or something, but um, I just love that little attention to detail, right? That's, that's one of the things that smashed as well. Yeah, as, that's one of those fun things. You know, there's some. I remember uh, one of the fun stages that we played. I don't remember if it was melee or brawl, so you'll have to mm-hmm. to remind me which one. The Mario Pipe World one. Oh yeah, uh, the Super Mario Bros. Uh, two one. That was uh, 
That was actually, there was a version of it kind of in the original, but there was also a, a version of it in uh, Mario, or in Melee as well, with some pipes. Yeah, there was one in Melee. I remember the one in Melee specifically, because it yeah. had just such unique ways of getting from one side of the battlefield to the other. And Yeah. Well, it, it like, even had the the little question blocks that if you hit it, you could get like items and stuff like that, just like from the yeah, Mario games. Yeah. Yeah, just like how clever cool. is are these stages that they create for this? You know, I mean, yeah. obviously, no, yeah, the, I mean, the stages are so lovingly crafted to be tributes to the characters, right? Like, you can think of mm -hmm. like a uh, one one of the levels. Um, I forget the name of the level, but it was the the Xenoblade level um, in uh, in Super Smash Bros. Four because obviously they had Shulk from Xenoblade in that game, and oh yeah, um, they had this giant level. It was like a plateau, and all these like random boss characters like from Xenoblade, which was a game I had never played before, but would just like appear on the thing. And there were so many different like soundtracks and all these characters appear in Shulk's Final Smash. Like all these characters from this game series just are getting represented um, in Smash Bros. So like if yeah. you're a fan of any series that's in Smash Bros, like you're going to love, um, you know, the attention to detail and the love that they've given to your characters. It's not like a, you know, a cheap knockoff. Oh, you know, here's a skin of so-and-so like they, they're usually very, very uh, well done, and uh, the tributes are always um, an amazing part of uh, Smash Bros. in general. And they all add such unique challenges and things that you're like, I never would have thought of this. And sometimes beating the stage was more satisfying than beating the other character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I think specifically of the Ice Climbers stage, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. The polar bears and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I... I hope that the melee ice climber stage is not coming back because that's like the worst level in Smash Bros. history, in my opinion. Yeah, but, seriously, uh, that was so horrible. But the, it the, was the also, brawl one was it was, was a okay, challenge. Though. Yeah, no, the brawl one was good. It was basically this uh, icicle stage that just kind of floated around and stuff. That one, that one yeah. Um, I gotta say, um, probably another big fan favorite, and then you know we should probably uh, talk about something else here. But another big fan favorite is Ganondorf's castle. Oh, uh, oh, melee! From melee, the wait, which one? Oh, the temple. Oh, the temple. Yeah, the yeah, temple. yeah. Oh, how could we? F how did I forget about the temple? I mean, that's probably <laughs> one of the most iconic Smash yes. stages ever. Oh yeah, totally. It, I mean, it was the biggest level in melee, and it was that's great because so once you layers. got a hundred, yeah, once you got a hundred uh, damage, you just went down to the underground area, aka Fight Club. And you would just bounce around. And you could like have over like 200 damage and still be alive if you were lucky enough. So I think one of my favorite memories from that is I played as one of the big brawler characters. I think it was your Ganondorf or Bowser. I can't remember, mm -hmm. but I ended up on that down there in that area, and I had like I don't know. I probably had like three or four hundred percent damage. This is <laughs> insanely high. Yes. But I just yes. kept surviving and. Uh, yeah. It's just fun just launching each other and just, you know, going, oh, my goodness, you're still not KO'd. <laughs> yeah, no, Temple, Temple, all-time, uh, all-time great Smash level. Um, you know, if you're wanting to just have a good time and mess around with your buddies, like, Temple is the go-to stage. Yeah. Um, for sure. But um, kind of close our stage discussion here. Um, uh, have you ever been a Final Destination guy? Um, that's just the plain, flat Smash Bros. level. You know, that's kind of seen as... You know, if you want to be ultra competitive or um, serious, right, you, you take it to Final Destination, 1v1, oh, box yeah. only, no items. Um, uh, what's what's your thoughts on Final Destination? Are, are you uh, 
wanting to play that whenever you do one-on-ones or uh, uh, playing with friends, or would you rather do the more fun stages? See, I I love the fact that the stages are so unique mm-hmm. and that they create such incredible challenges and obstacles as well as you get rewarded for using the stage in unique ways. Yeah. Like bouncing someone off of this into a tornado and they get launched off the stage or, mm-hmm. you know, you time it just right and they get nailed by one of the F-Zero cars, you know, or just... <laughs> yeah. Everything about that just screams, this is why we're here. And Final Destination is great and all. I mean, if you're like super ultra competitive and doing esports or something, sure, why not? But I think I, I like the unique flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that, that's a good point you made just about that's one of the things that makes Smash Smash really mm-hmm. is all the crazy levels. Um, you know, you think of any other fighting game um, series with. You know, Street Fighter, um, Injustice, Soul Calibur, you know, think of any big fighting game, pretty much every level is just a Final Destination type level, right? It's flat. Yeah. It's just cosmetic. Uh, cosmetically, there'll be different themed levels, but they're all pretty much the same. And in Smash Bros, like, victory or defeat can hinge on, you know, what level, what, what stage is yeah. getting, it, you know, getting picked on. So, um, but yeah, it is nice that there is Final Destination for, you know, if you do want that level playing ground. Um, and I, I do like Final Destination, but, you know, like you said, I'm only going to do it if, you know, we're, we're trying to throw down and, you know, do a, do a tournament type setting or, uh, yeah, um, it's a perfect stage a for a tournament because, you know, tournament is skill versus skill. You want to see yeah. which player is more skilled, <laughs> it's not, not as, which player can dodge the platform the best. Yeah. It, it's not as, uh, not as funny when you're getting KO'd by giant boss enemies uh, like Ridley and stuff <laughs> in a tournament. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I think it has its place, but ultimately yeah. if I'm playing Smash Bros, I'm playing it for the fun. And yeah. we're, we're going to bounce each other off of platforms and <laughs> I, there's I will say be in, uh... Ganondorf on a pig taking someone out. <laughs> in, uh, in Smash 4, um, we would usually end our, our playthroughs, like with me and Nathan, and we'd have other friends over sometimes too, when, whenever we would play, have a smash night. Uh, we'd play all the other levels, and then we usually end and go, okay, final final round, and then once the final round was done, we would always end off with a Fox only, two lives, final destination, just, you know, it's kind of a, almost like yeah. a joke almost, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun to do that. Um, so anyways, um, one last thing before we get really into kind of ultimate hype, um, do you uh, have any kind of favorite kind of reveal trailers um, that they've done? Um, really, they kind of started this idea of kind of revealing characters and trailers with Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Um, they announced, you know, all the newcomers in that game in the initial yeah. trailer. Then, you know, they had Solid Snake at the end of that as, you know, just kind of a crazy surprise. Um, they announced Sonic mm-hmm. in a trailer um, a few months later, which, you know, was the most fan-requested character. Um, and obviously through Smash 4 and Ultimate, you know, we've gotten these Nintendo Directs that have had new character announcements in them. Um, it, is there any that maybe have stuck out in your mind? I know you haven't really played those games a ton, but was there any, when you like heard or saw the announcement, you were just kind of like, whoa. I'm going to go with an Ultimate one because this one's probably the most recent one that I've actually seen because all the other ones, I don't really remember the trailers. You know, maybe they were great and all, and I, I, yeah. but it's been so long since I've seen them. Uh, murdering Luigi, <laughs> the Castlevania one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. just straight up, it doesn't matter what the rest of the trailer was about. Just that first few seconds of Luigi, like You're terrible. 
you're like, oh, this is this is like Luigi's Mansion. Oh my goodness, he just got murdered by freaky skeleton face Grim Reaper looking dude. Like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I in my mind, I was like, you know, I've seen enough Castle, I've played enough and seen enough Castlevania that I was like, oh my goodness, it's Castlevania and. But Luigi just got murdered by this character, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, so and then that his, goes his down as the forever top. being haunted in Dracula's castle. <laughs> yeah, that goes down as the top top moment. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's a good one. Uh, my my favorite uh, from Smash Four and kind of originally was uh was uh, the Little Mac one. Um, not just because it was an amazing trailer, mostly just because he was really my most wanted character in Smash at the time. So oh yeah. yeah, I remember I just lost it when I saw like I, I was so excited. But um, ultimately, I think. Uh, King K. Rule has to be my favorite now because he was my other fighter I really, really wanted in. And that with You've that trailer, for a long you, time. you knew it was it was coming because you saw, you know, it was a cinematic trailer with DK and Diddy. And you see the silhouette of King K. Rule, but, you know, it's the troll with King Diddy, you know, um, kind of laughing. I'm like, no, there's no way they would troll not put him in, right? And then the real K. Rule comes out. And uh, I just yeah. really love that kind of double switch they did. And having King K. Rule in Ultimate is is amazing. So... Um, I think that's a good segue where we can kind of look. Um, is there any uh, newcomers that you're really looking forward to playing as an ultimate? Um, maybe uh, maybe the Bell Monster from Castlevania or King K. Rule. Oh, that man. Would probably be mine. I mean, <laughs> I mean, King K. Rule is up there. He's definitely, you know, a good choice. Um, I, man, there's so many good options coming out for this one. So, I mean, I'm Ridley gonna go also with... still looks really awesome. The Inklings look are, are super fun. I played as the both Ridley and the Inklings at the the demo event I went to uh, um, a month or two ago, and they both are oh, super nice. super fun. Nice. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Daisy. I know <laughs> it's really it's really unexpected, but here's why. I'm Who a... are you, and why are you on this podcast? I know, right? Daisy or the Inkling were the two that I was kind of bouncing back and forth between. Okay. Inkling, that's, that's I'm pretty excited about the Inklings, but the reason I'm excited for Daisy is less to do with just actually playing with her because, honestly, it'll probably be a while before I get too much into this game. But <laughs> Daisy, uh, because of the Nintendo history behind the character, like, you know, it just it's cool to see that they're finally honoring one of their characters, you know, like King, King K. Rool is a big one out there in that same sense, but Daisy's one of those characters that's been in the world for, like, forever and now is mm. actually getting their just dues we lost waluigi yeah. but we'll get daisy instead yeah well you know waluigi definitely has more of a, of a fan base than daisy but at the same time waluigi would be a completely unique character from the ground up uh, daisy was an echo fighter of peach right like they they didn't take them very long to to make daisy's moveset it's those no, moves that... are borrowed from peach she's essentially just a reskin so Oh yeah, um, I can understand why Daisy got in over Waluigi, but me being a Waluigi fan and having a dislike for Daisy, I was like, ah, oh, come <laughs> on. Uh, but I just and also I kind of wanted to troll you a little bit, but you oh, know. of course, of course. Well, that that's why you play certain Smash characters, right? I used to just you know kind of troll. Oh There's yeah, there's always troll yeah. characters, right? You think Game and Watch, who came in in Melee, you have you know Duck Hunt and Wii Fit Trainer and Smash Four, right? I mean, so, I'll be honest, I love to troll people by playing as Rob, the robot, yeah. <laughs> because Rob, my name is Rob. Rob. <laughs> I like to play as Rob, and I actually wait. beat you guys once as Rob, but you know, yeah. <laughs> they're like, wait, but, Rob, what character are you, Rob? 
<laughs> Rob, it's Rob. <laughs> All the dad jokes you can make about about that That's one. So great. Um, very cool. Well, yeah, I, I'm really excited for King K. Roll. Um, excited plays the Belmonts probably be my my second most excited um, one. I'm looking yeah. forward to. Um, just because they look very, very unique uh, with having the whip and all the different moves. And I've just kind of been kind of going through a lot of the old Castlevania games lately, too. And um, Oh, yeah. I've, I've just kind of been in a Castlevania mood, I guess. So I'm excited uh, to play as them and hope hope that they uh, are really fun to play as. Um, so who do you think the the first character you'll play as is? Um, we talked about how the, the eight OG characters will kind of be there at the start. Um, is, yeah. is it going to be Link, like your go-to? Is, is he going to be the first character you play as? I think it, I think it's going to be Link. I think you know, there's always the feel out the old familiar character, yeah. and in this case, you know, being the OG eight, it makes it makes it so that I'm feeling out all the characters that I've known and loved for the longest amount of time. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. I think I think I'll also throw down with uh, Captain Falcon, or uh, not Captain Falcon, because he's not uh, Samus. Ooh, yeah, Samus. That's a good one. Because uh, that was that was kind of my other main when I was gotcha. on 64 was Samus. Yeah, Samus is always a, a solid choice in all the Smash games for sure. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, for, think for myself, I'll probably go DK. Um, I, I love DK, and he looks solid like he's choice, gotten, solid a, gotten a couple of good improvements. And like you, you said earlier in the show, mm-hmm. his, uh, he has the most fun grab in Smash Bros, right? <laughs> he can carry people yeah, around. Yeah, seriously, and, well. And suicide off the edge, or chuck him into you know hazards and stuff. So, I mean, other than Samus and Link and yelling "Get over here" in <laughs> honor of another very very famous video game series, uh, yes. DK is probably the funnest to throw people off the edge. Yep. And he's he's so satisfying too. And that's I feel like Smash is the game where he still has like his attitude, like his like his like eighties like I'm a bad guy attitude because and all the other like games that dk's in he's always smiling everything's going great i'm happy he's kind to be of a here goofball. He's yeah not the smartest exactly the but like yeah, in smash yeah. bros you take a screenshot of like dk like punching someone he is like i am so angry you stole my banana horde and i'm going to beat the tar out of you <laughs> like, <laughs> um and, until he gets ko'd then he gets like giant googly eye things that like pop out of his head but um yeah. anyways um let's quickly just kind of talk about a uh, dlc hopes uh, obviously we have 75 characters already announced for the game uh with 70 number 75 being the piranha plant who's being adding being added as the first uh, dlc character um yep. free dlc for you know uh, early adopters of the game which is awesome but uh five more characters are coming sakurai said that these five characters have already been kind of set by nintendo and his team they're working on them um, do you have any, uh, any hopes of, a of a character that you hope is part of that, uh, fighter's pass? I have two hopes. Okay. Waluigi, because I feel <laughs> like the fans deserve Waluigi. That would be awesome. But this, this is my big hope. I really, you know, there was a rumor earlier on that Banjo-Kazooie was going to be in Smash Bros. Mm. Oh yeah, and there's just all this talk about it, and then they announced the final five, and they're like, and he he wasn't in any of those five, and so my hope is that Banjo Kazooie is one of the the next five. Yeah, that's awesome. I I just I I'll be honest, I will play as Banjo Kazooie every time. I love that video game series, <laughs> except for the third one. No one likes the third one, but <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Banjo Kazooie is such an important part. <coughs> Excuse me of Nintendo's history, right? Like 
you can't really think of the N64 without thinking about the rare games and specifically Banjo Kazooie. Um, exactly. And, you know, Microsoft okay. and Nintendo have a pretty good working relationship right now. Phil Spencer has said, you know, he'd love to, to work with Nintendo to put Banjo in Smash. He's not opposed to it. So um, there, there's a chance we, we, we could see it happen. Um, the moveset pretty much writes itself, right? If you think of like the I mean, literally all the of games, these games right? are. Yeah, it was, it's just like taking Mario or Donkey Kong or Link and just dropping them right in there. And yeah. So I would love to see that. They'd be a very unique character to play as. Um, and that, that would totally get me excited um, that we saw that. And and the cool thing is, is every DLC character, all five of these guys, um, will come with a bunch of music um, mm-hmm. as well as a stage based around their game. Oh, my well. goodness. If we could have some of the Banjo-Kazooie music in there and then like yeah. just yeah giant jiggy type puzzle <laughs> level like if we could just get you know a couple new banjo remixes and then throw in a bunch of the original tracks by grant kirkhope um you know give me a uh jigsaw mountain or even just grunty's layer uh level i think that would just be incredible so i would i would I just, love to see yeah it. even if it even if the level is just like kind of the you know the stage is you know pretty generic but in the background is the levels of the mountain or you know all the stuff going on hmm with like granny flying around in the background <laughs> yeah like let's be honest that'd be fantastic <laughs> I'd, be cool. I'd throw down for a switch right then and there <laughs> <laughs> all right you heard it you heard it here first folks uh we'll, we'll hold you to that one rob all right um <laughs> for myself um banjo kazooie i i think obviously you know we just talked about that that would be one i would definitely want in there um, yeah. Other than that, I would love to see um, Bomberman become a full character. Um, however, I think he has the same problem with Waluigi where he's already in the game as an assist trophy, which means the team looked at him and said, all right, we want to put him in the game, but not quite as a character, so here you go. Um, so I don't think that one's going to yeah. happen. Um, more realistically, I think uh, Cranky Kong would be awesome. Um, that would be cool. You know, we got King K. Rule, which I think will be very unique and awesome, but... Having have an old man cranky, um, I think would just be hilarious. It'd be kind of like a fun troll character, right? Where oh, yeah. you could uh, you know use the cane as a pogo stick and smack people and you know spit his dentures out at people. I don't know, whack people with a newspaper. Um, he could you know maybe his down B would like he'd say something like cheesy or complain about the game and then the people would fall asleep because <laughs> they'd be so bored or something like that. <laughs> Um, Where I he just like I, pours I some potion concoction together and then throws it at them and it explodes or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, yeah. He had the the laboratory, right? In Tongan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think he'd be a really fun character to play as. Um, additionally, you could also do Dixie Kong uh, if we're staying in the Donkey Kong uh, series. I think she'd yeah, be a good yeah. fighter. She could almost be like an Echo Fighter of Diddy in a way, but just add some more mobility, like the ability to hover with the hair and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but she, she could be a really cool character as well, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm really excited and ready to be surprised. Um, I'm guessing one of these five is going to be some fire emblem character. Like we already have eight fire emblem characters. I'm sure we'll get a ninth because they love putting fire emblem, Ooh, characters yeah, probably. In this game. but, um, hopefully, uh, we get some fun fan favorites in there, uh, as well. But, uh, to kind of close out our smash segment here, we, uh, have some fan questions we wanted to, uh, um, some listener questions we wanted to talk about. Uh, first one comes from Vaughn Hunter. He asks, how do you feel about the roster, how it has grown so far? Any characters you feel really make the roster better? For example, do we really need all these Fire Emblem reps or have they 
made for a more interesting roster for the game. Um, I, for one, think we could do without some of these Fire Emblem reps because the roster's kind of gotten to the point where like a third of it is just sword fighting characters. Um, yeah. Which, like you said, Rob, you know, fighting with a sword is awesome and it's really fun, but um, when it's, it's a third of your characters... Yeah, when a third of your characters are Marth clones, <laughs> it's, it's you know, not, not quite as fun. So um i i do really like where the roster is now that being said yeah um i think we could you know kill off some of the clones like um you know crom and roy and lucina and pichu dr mario we'd be fine um but you know i'm i'm fine with those characters being there as well so i i think so as well i think if we took some of those characters out and put in some of the characters that we've even mentioned they're they're vital to nintendo history while luigi Mm -hmm. is a big one obviously that's being neglected in this roster but i just feel like it's so you know obviously there's a couple of game series that are really heavy on how many characters they have in there mario's a big one pokemon's another big one link uh you know the legend of zelda is huge but um the fact that there are more Fire Emblem characters in this than pretty much all the rest speaks yeah. to, you know, and Fire Emblem's a fantastic game. Don't get us wrong. I love Fire Emblem. It's really cool the way it's set up and the, you know, the system behind it and the tactics and everything. But the thing about Fire Emblem is maybe this is really offensive to people, but I feel like a lot of the characters are a little bit cookie cutter to a certain yeah, extent. They're definitely, definitely a little samey. I think part of it has to do with kind of anime art, uh, art style from the game and just how the characters yeah. play the game, right? Like, if you have Roy, Martha, and Lucina on your team in a Fire Emblem game, um, sure, you can equip different weapons and kind of spec them differently when you upgrade them and stuff, but um, they're also really the same class of a fighter, right, in a, in a turn-based yeah. strategy game. Um, we, we haven't really gotten, you know, an archer character or you know a heavy knight character or like a a horseback rider or a dragon or something like that yeah we basically all got the same characters and yeah maybe if we could branch out into some other platformers like if they could get like shovel knight or yokulele or like you know Mm -hmm. uh even some more final fantasy characters because that's a huge property and they already have cloud in there so if they could Mm -hmm. throw in some more characters like that to just kind of balance it out that might be cool yeah I love the crazy characters too. Adding more kind of wild characters like Piranha Plant, I think is is yeah, awesome. I, I was really really glad to see Piranha Plant. Is that like I know a lot of people were disappointed, like really the last character is a stupid Piranha Plant, but I, I thought it was great. And I, I think it's that. hilariously awesome. Yes. Um, so we do have a question here from Magical Worker on Twitter. He said, uh, "What do you think of Smash Bros. Ultimate World of Lights? That's the new story mode. Do you think yeah. it looks like it will be a better story mode than Melee and Brawl?" He said that uh, personally, he still loves Brawl story mode, even though World of Light looks fun to play. It's not getting as much of his attention. Um, obviously, the game's not out yet, so we don't know a ton about it. I will say I'm really interested. I am excited to jump into it. I think it'll be my go-to mode that I'm playing when I'm in handheld, right? Like maybe yeah. if I'm uh, you know, playing on the go or something like that. Um, and I'll probably well, and try it- to blitz through it pretty quickly you know in the first week or two just so i can at least get an idea of what's going on and fight the bosses and stuff yeah um, but i don't think anything could beat all the cutscenes and the cool story that we had in the brawl story mode um mm-hmm. that being said brawl's gameplay in the story mode wasn't that great like there was a lot of levels that weren't fun and once you beat the whole game you basically had to do i think it was called like the great maze or something and go back through every single level like again and like fight characters again which you had just done 
and I really disliked that. And the ending was not that good either. And but I loved seeing all the characters interact in the cutscenes and stuff. So I hope World of Light has a little bit of that, where there's you know like the first cutscene we saw with them all running away, getting blown up, right? Maybe we see more cutscenes yeah. like that because those are really cool. Well, and I think one of the things about World of Light that's going to be really interesting is, like you said, in handheld mode, you know, one of the big things about Smash Bros. is we play Smash Bros. with friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nintendo has sketchy online. And you don't always have your friends in the same room as you. And so having the ability to, while you're on the go or by yourself, to play through this World of Light, that that I think is the appeal to it. And I think that actually will be a really good... Mm -hmm. uh, outgoing of it but i think ultimately we don't play smash bros for the story yeah <laughs> for sure like i'm glad it's there it'll be fun to play with um like you said especially when you know you don't have people to play with at the moment but you want to play some smash um but that being said you know if it's not that great i'm not going to be that disappointed because that's not why i bought the game so that's a that's a good point rob um so our last question here is from Glitch Deity uh, Matt on Twitter, and he said, uh, "Fun question for you: What playable character has the best fashion?" So we're talking fashion statements here. Um, personally, I have to go with King Deity because <laughs> he's essentially wearing like this giant red, fluffy like Santa Claus robe that like it looks like it's the comfiest robe of all time with beanie and then like this awesome like pattern colored suit like on his belly and then what does he have as an as, as an accessory not a handbag not an umbrella no a giant freaking mallet that has a jet engine in it to propel enemies to the stars so i gotta go king ddd you just hold down on king ddd right and he, uh, he does the relaxing pose yeah. he's lounging so um i i go king ddd best best fashion in the game <laughs> See, the thing about a lot of these characters that I think is hilarious is a lot of them, like, you know, you get, like, Fox or Samus or some of them, and they're all wearing basically skin-tight jumpsuits. Yeah. <laughs> um, which sounds like the most uncomfortable thing ever. Soul you know, snake. a lot of the fantasy <laughs> characters are wearing ridiculously strange costumes, and, you know, you just kind of look through all their costumes. I'm going to have to go with twofold here. Ness... <laughs> and the Pokemon trailer trainer, because why they both literally are wearing t-shirt, shorts, pants, and because they look like hats. you, right? <laughs> they literally are dressed like I do every single day of my life, and I think, I mean, what's more fashionable than comfortable, practical? Hey, I love shorts; they're comfy and easy to wear. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you go. There you Straight go. up, you heard, you heard it here first. Uh, Smash Bros. Fashion breakdown. Um, thanks thanks for the question <laughs> thanks for the question yeah. all the questions you guys Thank gave you. us um, we got more one more question from uh, JB on our discord group um, but it was kind of a joke question he asked uh, do you think we will see piggybacking mode um, in Smash Bros a la <laughs> a la Mario Kart Double Dash where one person is on the back of the other one is fighting and one is moving can, can yes <laughs> <laughs> no it's not in the game yes for some reason i feel like this needs to happen now that i've been uh, i've been told that of this idea what is that what is that game you you know as little kids or you know high schoolers or whatever you played it in the pool you'd put someone on your shoulders and you oh play chicken like, fight yeah chicken, chicken fight. fight smash bros yeah. mode <laughs> like ultimate you know chicken fight <laughs> that would be so awesome well i guess essentially you could just if you're playing with a pair of joy cons right 
I could hold the left Joy-Con to move the character, and then I could give you the right Joy-Con to like do the attacks and stuff. That could be kind of fun. Um, you could. Kind I of feel like, like this that. has to be. I mean, they're just trolling us with World of Light. Literally, the story <laughs> mode is chicken fighting. That that that'd be amazing. I, I would not complain. Um, <laughs> all right. Well. Anyway, Smash Bros. comes out very soon. We are excited. Um, let us know if uh, you are also excited playing and picking the game up. Um, anyone who wants to play with us, uh, we'd love to have you join our Discord. I think it's going to be very active this weekend with Smash Bros. out. Um, so hit us up with your friend codes. Uh, you can find the Discord link down in the show notes uh, for today's episode. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. Um, so, Rob, I know that... Uh, you missing last week you have a lot to catch up us uh catch us up on with what you've been playing um real quickly i just wanted to start with what i was doing because really all i played yeah. this week was uh um, gears of war and god of war the uh <laughs> the two <laughs> g of war uh, series um i uh i got my second xbox controller in and uh had my uh one of my uh college buddies who i played gears with all the time uh, over and it was just like the good old days we played split screen uh co-op on the campaign we got through the first two chapters we just started i think the third third act in the game um mm-hmm. and it's a ton of fun i love the campaign it's it's been really fun the story beats are fun you meet uh marcus phoenix at the beginning of the second um act because you play as his son that's like the main character in the story it takes place many years after the other gears games and He's kind oh, of yeah. this old, like old man Logan, like grizzled, cynical man now, and it's like hilarious. <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, whoa! He wasn't cynical before. Well, well, it's it's dialed up now <laughs> because now he's like in dad mode, and he's in grumpy, like old man, leave me alone. I want to tend to my garden, but here you are showing up in my house, blowing everything up mode. Like, <laughs> so it's it's as great as you can imagine, and uh, the end of kind of the first big uh, scene with him like you go to like his secret barn and you pull out a bunch of motorcycles and you have a full like chapter where you are driving motorcycles and shooting down helicopters and like i'm like yes this is totally outrageous or ridiculous and i love every second of it like it's everything (laughs) exactly like it's not afraid still not afraid to go over the top in that series and um you know just just do crazy fun stuff just for the heck of it so um, really enjoying it. Um, I'm going to kind of, I think, just work my way through that campaign uh, anytime I can have my buddy over to hang out with me. So um, yeah. that was a lot of fun. But other than that, I did uh, get back into God of War. I kind of wanted to finish up that game and, uh, you know, kind of keep it more recent in my mind as, you know, we have the end of the year and our, uh, uh, we're going to be giving our, you know, gamies awards out and, um, Kind of want to compare it to Spider-Man, which has kind of been my favorite uh, kind of game of the year contender so far this year. And yeah. I just have to say, gosh, I forgot how incredible the art design and just the the game's design in general is. Like the attention to detail and the variety and enemy types and um, moves that you get to do as Kratos. And just I've gotten to this point in the story where it's kind of finally kind of pulling back on what happened in you know, Gears of War 3 and the other Gears of War games and pulling back on that lore because, you know, as much as this is kind of a reboot of, God, of the God of War series, like, it still is the same Kratos. It's still set in the same universe. It's just, you know, many years after his angry life in uh, <laughs> in uh, Sparta, right? So 
Um, oh yeah, for sure. So it's been really cool kind of seeing those threads untangle and kind of going through it. And I won't dwell into too many details uh, for spoilers for, you know, Rob, I know you haven't uh, got a chance to play through it yet and stuff, but, but um, I'm, I will stand really, really amazed uh, by just how incredible that this, this game is. So um, really, really enjoying it and hoping uh, to hopefully finish that up before the end of the year. So love it. Um, so Rob, awesome. got about, got about five minutes here. Let us know what, what have you been playing uh, the last week or two? All right. So I played a little beat saber with you guys. Yes, you did. Uh, over Thanksgiving break. That was super fun. Um, it definitely is. A, it's a fun game. If you get a chance to play it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yes. If someone asks um, you, do you want to play Beat Saber? Say yes, because it is so much fun <laughs> and it's so accessible. It was, it, it was a lot of fun. And it's one of those games. I'm, I don't really like to play games on hard mode. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those games that I don't know, three songs in, I'm like, I'm going to try this on the hardest difficulty I possibly can to see how fast I can fail. <laughs> that was hilarious watching. Uh, I, I enjoyed seeing that. I actually did better than Nathan, but you know. Oh, yeah. No, Nathan, like, he couldn't clear songs on easy. I have no idea. Like, I've had so many people try that game, and for some reason, he's just so rhythmically <laughs> challenged, if that's even a word. So. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing. I did really well because I was, I do have really good rhythm. I've, I've played lots of percussion instruments and stuff like that. So it fit really well with the lie that it, category. Yeah. It was hilarious watching you play. Cause you played it as if you were playing the drum set half the time. Like once you kind of got in the zone and you were like hitting all the notes, like I was just watching your hands. You were just kind of like chopping up and down as if you were hitting like drum beats and like snares and stuff. Um, <laughs> as with me, where I just kind of go into full Jedi mode, I'm doing like these super long dramatic like swings across the room. So, um, but, but yeah, glad, glad to hear you liked it. Different styles right there. Uh, yes. I played a little bit more <laughs> Battlefield 1, just kind of progressing through the story just for fun, just, you know, doing that sort of thing. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's uh, got some pretty fun and. Uh, pretty fun camping missions for sure it, it definitely does um and then for black friday i actually picked up assassin's creed odyssey on ps4 and uh god of war nice two two amazing so, open world games so the thing about god of war is i have not gotten it yet it was i'm doing an in-store pickup so it just i just got the text earlier this evening saying hey you can pick it up anytime before eight o'clock which oh I great didn't get to do that. so I'll, I'll go and grab that tomorrow but awesome. um i'm excited to talk odyssey, about it with you assassin's creed odyssey i'm playing i've put 13 hours into it um oh, wow nice since i got it last week and I have been progressing pretty pretty quickly through the story, and it's it's a lot of fun. I would say it's definitely more more fun than Origins even was. Hmm. Um, I really liked Assassin's Creed Origins. The thing is, the combat is so different. You could do so many different unique things. The character, the main character, is more hmm. entertaining. Yeah, well, um, having like the skill cooldowns, because um, you know, I, I got to play it for a few minutes uh, when you came yeah. over, and uh, I was, I really liked how it kind of had those kind of cooldown skills, like the Sparta kick. I think there's like a shield bash one and stuff. Yeah, um, reminded me of something kind of like God of War, right? They have those different. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's different runes that you can equip that will give you those you know cooldown skills. So, um, yeah, combat combat was really fun. I liked it a lot more than what I played in Origins. So. It's pretty cool. And as I've gotten even higher level, you can just do way more unique things. Um, awesome. 
I've found that like a lot of the quests, and this is probably my my favorite part about it. Assassin's Creed tends to, you know, like Origins and Syndicate and uh, Unity and a lot of them. What tend to happen is you had a lot of repetitive quests mixed in with some oh, really yeah. good quests. Uh-huh. I have not run into too many repetitive quests, at least that I felt like, wow, this is just a fetch and run. This is like they're designed as a fetch and run, but every single quest has its own unique cutscene. Awesome. And character that you're talking to in person and individual that you're interacting with to do this thing. And so a lot of the quests are just like, oh, this is actually interesting. <laughs> and there are some lower level RPG type quests, but they all are so unique and the setup and the gear that you can earn from it is so unique that it actually makes it a lot of fun. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and then the last game I've been playing is um, I finished or I've worked my way through all of C and Steam with a month left awesome. in 2018. And so I've been playing, I played with well, this game is called Dangerous High School, High School Girls in Trouble. It is <laughs> what I would say is a very unique concept that I actually have been playing way more than I think I ever would have in the first place. <laughs> um, I picked this one up in a bundle a long time ago, so it, this is not a game I went out of my way to get. It's set up kind of like a board game, mm-hmm. and you have different things. You know, it's set in like the 1920s or 30s or something like that you know it's Mm. like old school you work with this all girls gang essentially you can recruit members and the method of fighting quote unquote is you either play uh poker or you explode expose their lies or you have a taunting match kind of like old school monkey island like you throw out this insult and they have have to have a response and as you go through the Mm -hmm. game you can unlock more responses by losing (laughs) and i mean like it's just a weird concept that i keep playing i yeah i think that's the best (laughs) sound weird (laughs) like the whole game i'm sitting here like why am i doing this 20 minutes later why am i still doing this (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah that's just been one of those games where i'm like i don't know if i necessarily recommend this one but if you end up with this one in your steam library give it a try it's well (laughs) worth a good hour or two burned into it just to be like well that was unique with the title like um like that how how could it not kind of stand out to you right dangerous high school girls in trouble (laughs) It's it's very unique. So there you funny. go. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, we hope you guys have a great week. Um, as we kind of gear up for the end of the year here, we got a lot of fun shows um, planned for you guys in the next couple of weeks. So you guys can uh, definitely uh, look forward to it. And we would love for you to, uh, if you enjoy the show, to leave us some feedback. You can find us on Twitter. Um, we'd love for you to review the show on iTunes or other places you listen to the show, um, Spotify, Google play, all those fun places. So, um, yeah, we will leave you with some music from higher. See you guys. All right. Later.